<laughs> this, this is. is... <laughs> Welcome to Joy Tank. It's uh, future possible apocalyptic scenarios. Part two. Part two. Um, so we're we we pretty much covered zombies. We'll do a quick overlap, just which will probably all get edited out. But basically, if a bacteria or a virus or a parasite or a fungus, yeah, stay away. You know, what we didn't talk about is how to survive. Let's say it happens. Well, I kind of said that if it if it's airborne, you're you're screwed. You're okay. Let's say it's out of luck. Let's say it's uh, through contact like rabies. Okay, being, yeah. Being bitten. How do you survive? Stay away from aggressive people. You know, so don't offer the crazy homeless man a candy bar. If people look like there's foam coming out of their mouth, yeah. if they seem yeah. to have a lot of blood on their body, call the police. If uh, no, don't call the police. Just hide. They have <laughs> they have the tasers. So call the police. <laughs> um, if you see a lot of foam coming out of somebody's mouth and a lot of blood on their body. With a strange look in their eye and oddly aggressive and interested in you. I suggest Give them a hug. They're having a hard day. I suggest you tase them immediately in that specific apocalyptic scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also need to lawyer up for the yeah. Yeah. poor bastard that tases someone and says, Joy Tank told me to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, okay. The amount of stuff that the guys say on last podcast on the left uh, that they incur, they'll, they'll even say, like, commit suicide. It's just like, you guys. And the other two will be like, do not commit suicide. Don't then, yeah, listen to that you. podcast if you're listening yeah, right it's, now. Just uh, don't. No. Unless you no, have a super no, no, cynical mind like no, I do, no. which all of our listeners will. No, they won't. Um, do that. Edit this out. And uh, talk to your local witch, too, because she's got some good remedies for essential oils. No, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> don't talk to your local witch. Uh, we do need to have an ex-Wiccan person on this show. If you are ex-Wiccan... Please contact us. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Moving on um, from zombies, because uh, we want to go. We do we there. want to hit aliens gently, and then go into? <laughs> so we hit aliens. To be honest, the the alien theories out there from people who believe in aliens and track the stuff that they think are aliens believe that there's already been a lot of alien contact. You've got from there's two sort of camps. And I'm not extremely well-versed in this, but more than the general public, I would say. You've got two camps. You've got post-nuclear um, war. Once we dropped the atomic bombs, people started to have a lot more alien sightings, uh, like 1950s and on. Yep. And the reason that they believe that is the case is because a nuclear blast is something... You're literally splitting an atom. Mm. And so if alien races can see when an atom in the galaxy or the universe is split in half... And Which a, is a big conjecture, but okay. It's a huge amount of control that you have over um, not just biology, because that's one aspect, but mm. you actually literally have taken an atom, which is the <clears throat> smallest part of... Yeah. It's like a, a huge scientific you know, benchmark. Breakthrough, right. absolutely. Right. Right. So if you have that power, the other type of things that you can manipulate at that point would be extreme and all we figured out it, how to do is cut it in half and then it blows up uh we are going to have an episode at some point talking about aliens and um our theories on them and going through like eyewitness you know supposed eyewitness accounts and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. and really take it all into consideration that'll be really interesting but without getting into that just saying that the general idea on aliens is true i my only problem with it is that if they're and i don't know like making the big assumption that they think somewhat like a human on some basic framework kind of a level or that things like imperialism and colonialism and nationalism are galactic in a universal sense, which is a big assumption if you think about it. Because who knows? Maybe they're just like peace-loving hippies, man. Super cool. Welcome to Earth. Uh, otherwise, like if, if human history tells us anything, it's that when somebody from a country 
who's pretty darn advanced comparatively to where they're going, goes to another country, a.k.a. the founding of America, a.k.a. the founding of South Africa, a.k.a. the just colonialism in general. You know, it's just it's over and over and over again in human history. Let's say if those aliens are thinking the same way. They come to Earth. Why are they coming to Earth? Ultimately, what what the white man has always done is he's looking for resources. So mm-hmm. when, when the Brit, British colonialized, colonized more India, power. Yep. South America, the, what's now the mm-hmm. United States, um, and Africa, they were looking for resources mm-hmm. and were taking resources. Mm-hmm. I think that the Earth is natural, naturally has a lot of resources, but I don't think that there's going to be an alien takeover looking for resources because there's so everything that's on Earth um, besides a lot of biological stuff is also out like as far as like nitrogen and mm. oxygen and helium and all that stuff mm. um, all the building blocks for everything we have on earth is out in the universe already and there's other places you can get it there's literally planets that are just basically made of each of those things which is absolutely crazy so you right. want you're looking for iron there are planets that are like 95 percent iron it's just a giant <laughs> iron rock in the sky right. so if you want iron you just go to the iron planet yeah why know? would they why would they come here yeah and if you want the gas from you know you can go to saturn and get just that's it's a ball of gas you yeah. know and you just suck out the gas from saturn so they don't need to come here to get those small uh things that we have and then we have a the- fantastically unique atmosphere though and just our, our air in general you know what I mean? Like that's most, true. Most, yeah. most planets don't even don't have, have oxygen. Don't even have a stable atmosphere. Period. Yeah, many I, do, but like the for the mo- most all of do their not. planets do. Which, well, I suppose that's yeah. Right, if they're biological <laughs> organisms, they need to come from an oxygen-rich environment. That's the going theory. Which yeah. is most likely going to be uh, plant-based, because as far as we know, plants are the only thing that absorb carbon. Are built out of carbon. They get very little nutrients from the ground. Almost everything everything that is a tree is basically built out of carbon mm. that they pulled out of the atmosphere. Mm. And then uh, they release oxygen for us. Right. And so the for every one tree you have, you have one car, and it's just neutral. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Aliens. Probably not nice. That's my guess. Uh, the greys are little tricky fucking bastards. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with greys. And then the, the, there's an elite spiritual group that's called something else and those guys are nice but they don't really fiddly diddly in our stuff they let the grace like run amok and then there's uh the lizard uh species uh-huh. more advanced than the grays they're mean po- constantly posing as american presidents oh no that's a different 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 but close close to the same okay. two different races um and then you've got uh the got higher... my I got my eye on you mark zuckerberg we know, we know. Every, all of our listeners know about Mark Zuckerberg. Look that's, at his face, ladies Elon, and gentlemen. That's why Elon Musk and him do not get along. Because Elon Musk is of the cyborg race, oh, you know, uh-huh. which is owned by the Illuminati. And, yeah. you know, Mark Zuckerberg is definitely... A, a lizard man. A, a, <laughs> yeah, a lizard people. Okay. Um, but the Illuminati was created by the lizard people. We are going down a pretty We're going weird, real deep, but I do weird. know that as being a fact. I, that's a fact. I don't, it's on I don't Wikipedia. know. I don't know about that. It's, uh, it's, that's the, it's that's it's the belief. Wikipedia. It's, it's not, I doubt it's on Wikipedia. No. You got to go through some YouTube. I wonder if there's like a Wikipedia YouTube. role. Like there's some, there's some war in the Wikipedia world because anybody can edit, but then, you know, people can augment those edits and, you know, fix the terrible information you just put up there or the correct information from a certain, from a certain point of view. Uh, you know, so I wonder if there's some people that believe so strongly in the lizard people. 
that they're just constantly plugging Wikipedia with it? It could be, but it's Wikipedia is really interesting. So Guy Raz has the um, podcast um, How I Built This, and he had the guy who built Wikipedia. You're on plugging there. too many podcasts. Okay. I think it's good. I want to support other podcasts, and we give them a plug. They give us a plug. Yeah. You know how many YouTube channels plug each other too? You hear that? How I built this. <laughs> you hear that? You always one. Once we're more, once we have more viewers and more subscribers than you, we'll be <laughs> on your show. We make you enough if you didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be exclusively on Spotify. Um, that's what all the cool kids are doing these days. That's what that's where they're going. So my theory on that, we are kind of rambling, but I'll close mm-hmm. it up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon, uh, Joe Rogan just signed with Spotify. Mm-hmm. Spotify is still free right now. They don't have a subscription base. <laughs> like now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Joe Rogan has a one-year contract where his stuff will still be available on the other platforms for one year and YouTube and everything. After that point, anything he records will be for free on Spotify. How about Spotify's... Uh... Spotify has yeah. however much time they want growing towards to subscription pull only. in other, like last podcast on the left and some of those other ones, mm-hmm. pull those in with exclusive contracts and then force any user to make a subscription to it. And I think at that point I would... Selling out to the man. I think I would do a um, Spotify subscription if they do really, really good at pulling everything in. Um, you have to at that point if you want to continue and then I would look at possibly canceling something like Hulu because right now I, I put my foot down a lot against because we had Netflix and I was like all you need but is the Netflix Hulu is immediately the thing that gets axed right in the beginning I think so but Hulu's also been doing a lot of Hulu originals and they've been doing pretty good at mm. developing some mm. things they had their first uh, Hulu original documentary that came out that was mm. really really good mm. um so first you had Netflix, and I was all on board, like 100% with Netflix. I was mm. like, this is awesome. Then Hulu came out, and I was like, I don't want it. There was, some, there was like Sling, too, I think, that came out, and a couple of others. Sling is it's just it's a cable cutter. And I never, it's just as expensive as DirecTV. Never got into day. those. Um, my wife wanted DirecTV so she could watch her shows. I finally yielded to that. And originally, I would watch everything on Netflix just through my data on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so she, and she wanted internet and she wanted direct TV. So I finally caved to that. Then she wanted Hulu. I finally caved to that. She wanted Amazon prime. Finally caved to that. Then she wanted Disney plus. This is a very in-depth Disney plus. It is. Sorry. (laughs) We went even more than I thought we were going to. So Disney plus this point, if Spotify wants a subscription, one of those is going to be axed. I don't have enough time for all those things. Fair, fair, yeah. So aliens, alien invasion (laughs) and invasion, highly unlikely because if there's a race that already knows about us, they would have attacked a long time ago, I believe. Um, and then you, especially when you go into ancient aliens, like building the pyramids and all that stuff, mm-hmm. they knew about us a long time ago and, and were ultimately at that point, if you believe the ancient alien theories, they were ruling over us as gods, but weren't like screwing with us too much. There wasn't like a kill them all type of a, right. uh, um, plot or yeah. Why mandated would they? agenda. Well, worshiping them. It's great. Yeah. No. Would you? So I don't, I don't think they're coming for us. Um, if they did, I mean, what you got? You got your shotgun, you got your AR, you know, against whatever kind of weaponry Phaser they have. Beams. You know. Yeah. So I think that's highly implausible, highly unlikely. Uh, and it's it's similar to if a zombie virus was airborne, you're you're screwed. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, we do, just bringing up ancient aliens. We really just need to do a alien episode one of these days. Mm-hmm. Moving on though. You've got a lot to learn in the alien department before we go down that mm, route. That's hole. true. Yeah, that'd be fun. I got documentaries for you. Yeah. Oh, boy. YouTube. So excited. I got one I'll send to you, which is really interesting, is the transcript from the alien that was captured at Area 51. And <laughs> that one's interesting. It's about an hour long, and it's just uh, the transcript 
of what she said and did while she was held for, I think it was like about 48 hours. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then they killed her, shot her. So my personal theory is that aliens, as they've appeared, including ancient alien theories and stuff, are basically true, but essentially the manifestation of daemons. <clears throat> my theory is that... But I'd love to, like, I'd love to test the theory and look at reports and, you know... So you've got, you've got a couple of theories. You always have to pick which theory you want to even, like, ha- spend your God-given energy entertaining because you've got... Um, flat Earth Society, which is easy to dif- disprove. But Everybody you have who's to... a Flat Earther, we need to have them on. It'd be great. Yeah, we, we've got a guy <laughs> lined up for that. Or, well, potentially. Um, easy to disprove. More difficult to take every single thing that they bring to the table. Because you can easily prove that the world is a globe. Very difficult to go through every single stinking thing they bring up and say, what about this? And then you have to go into... Mm the full explanation of why that one thing they brought up is not true when you can just go the world is round because of you can give a yeah. list of 10 facts right, and say right, this right. is why right. we live on a globe so with aliens how's, I mean yeah. same with the thing with aliens is that you to go down every stinking rabbit hole and dis, it, disproving it is so much more difficult on an individual level than it is to prove that they're not in existence mm-hmm. and to, to spend your energy like going down every single rabbit trail and every guy who's like i got abducted you know i'm listening to every interview and every take on that is just it's an asinine waste of time same with lizard people especially mm-hmm. same with to be honest illuminati is the same way like if you found out the key to the I illuminati agree. what could you do like we're both contractors There's, right. we're not right. going to take down right. the illuminati right. right and then you've also got um you've got a lizard people illuminati pizza gate all that stuff wrapped mm-hmm. into one thing mm-hmm. all the conspiracies mm-hmm. um and even it, like chemtrails if you believe chemtrails are real what are you going to do to stop chemtrails from happening uh you've got the moon landing doesn't matter like i'm still going to go up to wake up tomorrow and i'm going to go to the same <laughs> job that i did whether we landed on the moon or not right i don't have time to debate that right um and then you've got the Sas- sasquatch and i could go chasing around the forest scene like i went through we the forest have, we and should I never... have a sasquatch episode we should have the sasquatch on it would be really cool would and be, we'd be like because... do you exist i hear he's a great guy <laughs> <laughs> um, hey my next uh, great apocalyptic theory is one of my favorites it's connected to climate change it's called water world rising sea levels so kevin costner had it right that's why tyler and his wife live in the valley and my wife and I have chosen to live on a mountaintop because of rising. Because you're going to start a city when the time comes. Yeah. And you are the only city. There's not enough water on the earth to cover the top of Mount Bachelor, so that's where we'll be. They got a nice little ski lodge at the very top. And a couple docks. It's not a lodge, actually. A couple docks, just in case. Insurance policy. Docks? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Gotta be ready. Docks on the mountain. If you're gonna be a prepper for water world and rising sea levels, mm-hmm. you know your grandchildren need to have some docks ready on the mountain. My grandchildren. This is a whole another spattering. Are you gonna receive traders or raiders this with uh, CRISPR and gene editing? Oh, wow. yes or no? Would you support your children's children being gene edited? No. And I go yes. I've watched. Um, I've watched uh, Gattaca. So nope. Gattaca is a good one. The other one that probably inspired Gattaca mm-hmm. is uh, Star Trek. What is his name? Kron, Croy, Troy, Kroll. Played by Benedict. <laughs> played by, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, right. That guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was gene edited. That's his story. Oh, is that he was His society was gene edited. They mistreated the non-gene edited people. Mm-hmm. And he's like this... Uh, 
not an entity. He's just a very gene edited human. Mm, yeah. Um, and so that obviously for Americans were real sensitive about that because the whole world war two situation, right. uh, and who should live and who should die. And you know, uh, yeah, it's a slippery slope from like a Darwinistic perspective. Absolutely. If you're kind of going, well, I'm a Darwinist and it's like, why wouldn't you go for gene editing? Yeah. It is the natural scheme of things. Yeah. And I fully support it. Um, do you? <laughs> yeah. Fully support it. And then it's like, remember, be nice to people, you know, and that should balance everything out. Um, but the original one, because that the movie that came out, yeah. it was the second Star Wars and the most recent with um, Chris Pine is the mm. place Captain Kirk. Right. Originally, I think it was in, even in the first season of the original Star Trek, you have an episode that is that character. And oh, basically... the cover batch was based off of. Yeah, Got you it. have That's him. Right. It's a throwback. And uh, Captain Kirk normally is like the... like you think of the two captains you think of patrick uh stewart and you think of is that right patrick stewart patrick stewart patrick stewart and you think of captain kirk and you've got um mr bald glass of water <laughs> bald tall glass of water <laughs> that is a tall bald uh, glass of water you've got <laughs> captain kirk who like if you were gonna like pick one of those two captains to like win a wrestling match you'd go like captain kirk he's built like a wrestler That's you know true. But more diplomatically, and he talks like a wrestler. You'd so. want Pat, Patrick Stewart to <laughs> I'm be sorry if you're a wrestler. <laughs> Patrick Stewart to be uh, your more diplomatic leader. But when he Khan, that's what it is. Khan. Mm-hmm. When he oh the wrath of Khan. That's what when that's he right. defeats Khan. It's yep. literally at a CEO's business meeting table, and he's logically debating with mm-hmm, Khan about mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. you know he shouldn't destroy lesser beings. Shouldn't you not destroy lesser? beings because of my superior logic Something no it's like not that. spock spock isn't the one who's talking no it's true to but i i know he's you started out logic. good and then i you, did i faded you like into... went from it went from kirk, kirk to spock. spock yeah you did if they had a baby oh Cock. man captain cock <laughs> that's a bad name let's go with spurt <laughs> <laughs> Would you name that baby hey, no, Cap- Captain Spurk or, no. Captain, or Captain Captain Cock? Cock. And he's not Captain, he's Admiral Cock. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, Admiral Cock, recording. <laughs> Hell yeah. God, he's such a dick. <laughs> Have any Christmas, Batman? Uh, yeah, Waterworld. So that's a thing. And gene editing. So gene editing, and then let's that. jump into AI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, if we end up editing this episode, pro- we could probably honestly hone Deeply. it. Take those four quadrants of EMP, um, nuclear, uh, zombies. virus, zombies. And AI and kind of low, cut those down to be more clean. I mean, the only actual apocalyptic scenario like truly getting talked about is like currently is actually climate change. But it's all like, you know, hundreds of years off, depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Also, meteoroids. I think, to be honest, a lot of the post, a lot of the apocalypse things that could happen besides a virus that's not airborne. Um, or as minimally airborne, um, you really, and which makes me sort of disappointed that we've actually verbalized all this because I've always been like somewhat of a prepper at heart, but a lot of these big things just, you're straight up 
you know, like it's just going to take out everyone right, on the yeah. big case scenarios. Like you don't have a chance of surviving. Even if you're on a self-sufficient farm in Sweden, mm-hmm. some of these bigger things will, just, will absolutely done. still you take you done. out. Yeah. You know, gosh, that's really depressing. I'm... Except for my, uh, find a strong <laughs> uh, one of those for me. Those are very good. Drinking Swill. Actually called Swill. Drinking Swill from Ten Barrel Brewing Company based in Central Oregon. They're sellouts. They sold to Anheuser-Busch. I was going to say they owe us 10 bucks for that uh, plug, and then you insulted them. So that's unfortunate. Did they? Yeah. Wow. They were like the cool local guys until uh, that mm-hmm. happened. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, does that mean you go to the East Coast and they're selling Ten Barrel? Maybe. No, I think what larger corporations are doing, especially if you're in beer right now or in something trendy, you buy up a really profitable local business and you just, you just own it, own that and kind of <clears throat> suck the resources dry from it. Mm-hmm. No, I shouldn't say suck the resources dry. They use it responsibly. They corporations, I there, I really dislike the corporate hate to be honest, because mm-hmm. a corporation, besides a lot of the monopoly that has happened in the past with um, the um, what's that, the Rothschilds mm-hmm. and some of those bigger mm-hmm. families, mm-hmm. they screwed over a lot of American people, yeah. for sure. But I think Anheuser-Busch... Um, it's just business. It's like Taco Bell buying Taco Time, taking some of their money, profits, you know, but then slowly driving them into the ground intentionally. Oh, see, and I think with Ten Barrel, they're supporting them fully. Right. They have a, a restaurant a that they built, and yeah. they uh, it's niche. profitable. They... Niche or niche, by the way. Yeah, uh... AI. Where AI. are we going with this? Let's start with your friend who was telling you about AI stuff. Oh, Re- quantum, quantum, quantum. So quantum is like the new, it's the high, it's the, the actual high priority in terms of like governments and warfare and pending doom, so, et cetera. And quantum is just a speed. This is like 4G, 5G quantum. So explain Qua- to me the difference between 5G and quantum. Uh, I probably don't know enough to like, I don't know if they're like in the same bracket, but they both relate in terms of like a measurement of speed. Because 5G is a network, whereas quantum is like a, it's like a, it's more like a speed. So, um, almost think of it like the difference between dial-up and broadband, and like the incredible difference that we've experienced between that, and then you go from broadband to, uh, like fiber optic cables, and like how much more incredibly fast that is. So you're going from like megabits a second, to gigs a second. So for so all you can of like our download- young listeners out there. You can now play a video game with your friends, uh-huh. and you're all playing the same video game. Yeah, and you can fire a shot that is relatively accurate to the guy in Japan yeah. who is going to be receiving that bullet all yeah. in the same yeah. time. And the connection speed allows it to be responsive enough to where that actually makes sense without considerable lag. And people were back even in the old playing... days with dial-up that was just a little harder to pull off. I would assume <laughs> I I never played any games on dial-up, but um, that is capable now because of coaxial cables and then what was the thing right before coaxial broadband and then broadband yeah. so you could still definitely do it with broadband and yeah. people would complain all the time oh i'm laggy oh right. I'm laggy. Yeah, yeah. you get into with fiber optic what you would do is you would load um back before there was google there was ask jeeves which is now just ask before that there was aol which there i have AOL. some clients and, that have but still aol, have AOL like a, emails which a, is amazing a to me. disc where so you're loading all this information from a disk and then you're pulling some resources from online but we'll go yahoo answers or yahoo 
when you when you when you had dial up and you would go to refresh a page or click on a link with Yahoo, what you had to do is you'd click the link and then you'd go take a shower and pay all your bills and make a sandwich and come back and hope that in that time that page had opened up because it took an, an astronomical <laughs> amount of time yeah. to load anything. And right. you could literally watch, I mean, millennials, pull your hair out here for a second, especially Gen Z. You literally watch the page load like fragment by fragment yeah. as it's loading so all the way down. Which we thought was normal. Waiting. You know, when you're loading a page, it's supposed to take 15 minutes. Like, that's just what we thought. Like, that was yeah. dial-up. And you couldn't use your phone at the same time, and there were no cell phones. Now I'm feeling old. Yeah. Uh, it was like... Yeah. That delightful Is somebody sound. online right now? No, no, Mom. Nope. Somebody's <laughs> surfing the internet? <laughs> the image almost loaded! <laughs> oh! Only ten more minutes. And <laughs> yeah, so hard to do anything. So there's internet speed for you a little bit. And so we're in between the realms of broadband or fiber optic, depending on where you live. You know, you got a hard line Ethernet cable pretty fast. You know. And all the, the international connections are all fiber optic. So they go broadband locally, and then they actually connect to uh, fiber optic under the ocean. Right, or satellite. All of those are... Yeah. Or, or there are, there are big there are big internet lines that run under the ocean. Yeah. I thought that that was science fiction or some. Did weird you really? Idea when I first heard it. Yeah. Oh wow. I was working with servers and stuff in the IT industry, and I heard about this, and I was like, "That is a joke." Like that. There's this gigantic, yeah, mega fiber there. bundle running across the Pacific and across yep. the the Atlantic. Yeah. And that's a thing. They're there. And there's a lot of security. I've never patrols seen them. in there. international waters because if you, oh, okay, <laughs> if you if you cut them, that's bad. Oh that's yeah. That's real bad. That's internet for like everyone. Putin, where'd you go? <laughs> My MSN messenger is being weird right now. Putin? <laughs> LOL, frowny face? Putin? I've lost contract with Dimitri. He was my plant in Los Angeles. Yeah, can't talk to Dimitri anymore, Putin. Somebody cut the cables. It's, uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. And then, um, okay, so quantum is a whole nother speed of, like, connection where it's, it's instantaneous. It's, like, so incredibly... And it requires a completely different type of processor. Do you know, I, I hate to put you in a little corner here, but do you know how fast it is compared to the speed of light? Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Uh, so quantum is a technically a processor speed, not an internet speed. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. totally. So it's not like, like it would still be limited to fiber optics or something like that, but in terms of its ability Processing to deploy abilities. and yep. programming, basically we're... we're the scary thought is, because even currently AI is scary, in terms of, first of all, there's two categories of AI. You have soft AI and hard AI. Soft AI, we experience and all the time. Let me jump time. into this to kind of give a description of what we rely on computers for now. So mathematicians that are way nerdier than us yep. will set a software program to solve math problems, and they, allow, they set up their computer, and it'll run the math problem. <clears throat> it'll take the computer several days to figure out what the math problem is. Mm. Um, and so the applicable science for this is things like how fast is one planet moving around, uh, you know, other planets that are very far away. So there's a lot of mathematical things that you're, sure. you know, delving into, and then you can go into moons and different things. Their, their gravity ratios and things like that. So you can tell your computer, Hey, I want to know how fast this moon's going around this planet. That's X amount of light years away. And I want to know something about this, uh, speed that it's going. And then also how long. It would take to, you know, the uh, trajectory rate of uh, 
say if we sent a spaceship around that, how much force is that planet going to have as we pass by it? Something that's, sure. you know, a lot of math. Astronomical take, level of like math problems. Yeah. yeah. And it takes so many variables and it would take humans, you know, literally years with a pen and paper to sit down and actually like write everything out. Right. You know, you see like the picture of the whiteboard and you've mm -hmm. got like Einstein and the whole thing's covered. And it's basically that just like over and over and over again, like quickly, the whole whiteboard is just covered, 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 covered. Yeah. Yeah. The computer is doing that and the computer will run that for a couple fast. of days. Yeah. And then it'll give you the answer. Yeah. So with quantum, that's how they what measure. kind of speed are we looking at? That's on how, that math. That's how they measure. They took like one of the mo they they take extraordinarily advanced mathematical problems, similar to like Bitcoin, like blockchain, like high level math problems that a human is it's not possible for a human to solve because they're so incredibly complex, to where it actually taxes a modern computer. Like your MacBook Air would just like freeze up and get hot as soon as you click enter, telling it to solve this math problem because it's just it's just like like hundreds of thousands of pages long, like extraordinarily advanced math, right? So that's how they test like processor ability and is one of the ways that they test it. And so they took a quantum processor and were and compared it to like this standard processor math problem test, you know, and then using similar or same math problems basically to, across the same processors to run a test. And they took currently the most advanced non-quantum processor it's the currently the most advanced processor on the earth right now. Do you now. know who owns it? I, I'm assuming... There's a big one in Australia. I know that. Yeah, it might even be like above Intel's pay grade or maybe it's their really high level stuff. I don't know. But there's really crazy... Is it not government owned? I'm sure it's government, you know, involved. Funded. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So anyway, it took like the best time on the best processor that we currently have, solved the math problem in... Uh, oh, it was... I can't remember if it was three hours or three days. Fairly big difference there. But it was, <laughs> that was the best, you know, the best marker. So that's not great for the example. But the quantum processor did it in three minutes. It was like two it's, minutes. It, it, it was would crazy. Probably be three days because days is typically how long it takes for a lot of I them. think it was days. several days. I feel like it was days. Yeah. And like the average computer, it would take like weeks or months just to like actually burn through that math yeah. problem the only reason i see them doing a mathematical problem that's as short as being solved in a couple of hours is just so you can get test results back quickly but you might as well do be patient and do the long haul to see how fast the quantum computer is going to give well, you the, com response, the computer yeah. programs and the problems that they're solving like it like really hardcore scientific installations in nasa and these places are they actually are using you using computers for like scientific purposes and solving big equations and you know formulating things right. and trajectory problems and just crazy astronomical stuff literally uh but okay where it gets interesting so then pause ai there's soft ai and hard ai so there's a little bit of like misunderstanding about this a little bit soft ai we experience all the time it's like the classic thing from minority report where it puts the other guy's eyeballs into his head uh-huh is, is you know as an identity you know you can't get your name changed in the future so you get somebody else's eyeballs because there's so much eye scanning going on you know so he gets off the train or something and then there's a scanner picks up his eye and thinks that he's this other totally other middle-aged dude um and uh asian. It's, it's it some yeah middle-aged asian guy because that's where the eyeballs came from apparently and then it pops up these ads like for the the things that that dude that asian guy bought mm-hmm and it was like, oh, Mr. Kawasaki, like, we saw that you made these purchases, which is like, it's like this pop-up hologram, so we got personalized ads, which, when Minority Report came out, we were like, whoa, that's such a crazy thought, and now, you know, we don't even blink an eye, Facebook ads and Google ads, and they're <laughs> selling all of our stuff, Snowden, etc., 
Uh, and so that's kind of become normalized. We should but, do... But no, but AI real quick is, side note, super mm-hmm. quick side note. We should do an episode on the guy who wrote Minority Report because he wrote a bunch of other Philip books. Philip K. Dick is a fan, my favorite sci-fi author. So good. You would. You would say mm-hmm. that. He, so. The Total Recall was based off one of his books. Minority Report, Blade Runner was based off his book, uh, something Electric Sheep. It was in the title. It wasn't they changed the titles because his titles mm-hmm. were kind of funny, and uh, there's another one. Don't remember. Anyway, we should do a, a podcast on just him. On just Phil Kiddick because yeah. he had, and he also had like a, a memento type of last uh, writing that he was doing that wasn't complete, and it's I think it's released now. Mm. Be, uh, another um, author took it over and kind of just, or, uh, editor and just kind of consolidated it into one, one piece. Interesting. Um, and he, he had an experience when he was like 40, where he believed he was visited from, I believe an entity from the future that gave him like a vision for all of these things. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So he, he would be a really interesting topic to mm-hmm. jump into. I fully, podcast, fully agree. Podcast on. Okay. So <coughs> minority report, that personalized ads, all that stuff. So that's soft AI. It's just, it's a program that has enough intelligence to gather information and apply it. So there's a fine line there. It's not, it's, it's, you could say it's teaching itself, but it has very strict parameters and what you've, you, what you've given it to teach itself. So it's not like a fully sustaining thing. It's like Google maps or iPhone maps. I don't remember. One of the maps programs now will track your, your locations and, uh, communicating with all these ad services and stuff, and we'll you know be like, hey, would you like to stop at uh, Burger King? And you're like, I love Burger King. It's like I know you like Burger King, and you're like, okay, stop at Burger King. <laughs> so he's like, gotcha. I would Im- I would imagine it's Google because Google's got their fingers all over that. Everybody's got their fingers in all of it. This is kind of the modern world. So anyway, that's soft AI. That's just it's a, it's you write a program and you can teach it to learn. You can teach it to adapt to a person within a defined amount of parameters. Hard AI is AI that uh, has an unlimited learning ability, like like cognitively, you could say, like the programming, the program is all we're talking about. Um, the program can decide what to teach itself. So you get sentience, you get uh, an artificial will, essentially, because it's able to learn something and then make a decision based off what it learned and then do something else based off of that. But what's tricky is you could have hard AIs that have purposes. The, the then trickier thing is how do the programmers who are designing that hard AI to not undo its own purpose? So you just have to be really smart about how you write that code. What is, what is it? What do you mean undo its own purpose? Like let's say you wrote a program that an AI program, and you're like the purpose of this program is to destroy this country, uh-huh. or the purpose of this program is to be a great doctor program. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be you know. A program that is running in a medical computer and it's gonna learn from everything that happens and have it, its its programming is gonna operate in the background of the entire hospital's in medical computer system and it's gonna it's gonna be able to become so smart over time that a, that anybody could be a doctor be, like in terms of like prescribing what it is you could just input information or it could be watching on a camera mm-hmm. and and garner information and go they need this without any human act interaction potentially because it's just learned so well right <clears throat> so if that was a hard ai and it was able to learn whatever it could go outside of its parameters and decide that it has a different purpose because the purpose behind that program would be to you know diagnose and help or or whatever you know performing this like medical uh function mm-hmm. 
So the tricky thing with hard AI is how do you keep it from going beyond its own function? You'd have to be, it'd be very carefully written code. So anyway, a current relevant international, you know, security like current issue is the combination between a quantum, a quantum processor and soft or hard AI, because you have, uh, you'd have a program that could operate and run its functions and what it needs to do so fast that it would be instantaneous. Like imagine um, a weaponized program that could take down, that could rewrite every website that is hosted on a United States server in literally 10 seconds. Uh -huh. it, could, it could rewrite or reprogram or reformat or repurpose every server on a whole continent like instantaneously. Like super freaky, so it's like a, it's an atomic bomb level of like cyber warfare. Yeah, because it would be so instantaneous, incredible levels of change because it's operating and functioning so fast. That makes sense. So mm -hmm. freaky deaky. It does. It is freaky. And we're not computer scientists, so we don't know how to stop that. So if any computer scientists are listening, let us know. Probably wrong about half of everything too. Anyway, but. <laughs> AI. My mind just goes to the Matrix. You ever watch the Matrix, uh, the Animatrix? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like the it's pre been a long time though. I, me too. It's like the prehistory and stuff, like mm -hmm. how society like gradually started involving like semi sentient robots into their households, and they were like the butlers, and there were all these different things, and then there was this moment of crazy revolt where like a butler robot like killed its master, yep. and then yeah, yeah, that was the start. That's how it started. Well, ultimately, I guess what I come down to after all this talk is that I do strongly believe that humanity's uh, greatest um, demise would be humanity itself. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's deep, man. The door just opened, too. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's on. That's weird. Jeff, can you get that for us? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh well this has been great you got any other uh you got any weird apocalyptic uh things no weird ones i was thinking deep sea creatures we'll since we know his ghost because a ghost just walked in here no so. it did not i can deal with it if you want me to the uh oh can you make it close the fucking door <laughs> uh my thought is Currently unknown deep sea creatures. My thought is it's that so unexplored. The, Who knows? The hinge. Uh huh. I was thinking Godzilla, like real life Godzilla, except Godzilla's not on our team. You know. He wasn't uh, on our team in the greatest Godzilla movie, which was the one made in the, I want to say early thousands. Remember that one? Godzilla was a bad guy. I haven't seen a single Godzilla movie. Really. Yeah, because it's just a giant lizard turd walking around, stepping on shit. That's... I, mean, I saw the original King Kong from, like, the 1930s. How is that any better than Godzilla? Uh, my thought process is that you you have, in a door frame, you have the header jam, and then you have the uh, hinge jam, and you have the strike jam. Mm -hmm. And the hinge jam on my shop door uh, is not plumb, and that's what allowed the door to swing open. Mm, yeah, because... Uh, Jeffrey didn't close it all the way <laughs> when they came in here. <laughs> that is a sound theory. Yeah, that is good.
<clears throat> okay. Uh, I like Godzilla. Nathaniel does not. That's the uh, that's a big takeaway here, folks. Well, I feel like you can't say you don't like something if you haven't seen it. That's what I tell my kids. Like you, you, uh, Theodora was eating kale salad. Yeah. And my son Theodore was like, "Gross!" And I was like, "You can't say it's gross if you haven't tried it." Kale is actually delicious. And then say, "I don't like it," but you yeah. can't just look yeah. at someone eating something and go, "Gross! That tastes yucky." Yeah, but if you would have tried it, because I'm assuming it tastes yucky. If he would have tried it, would be like chewing it, looking at you, like, "Dad, you tricked me into trying something terrible." <laughs> it's not the first time. I also like that Theodore will like. The other night, I can't remember if it was this the time you guys stayed with us this time or the, uh, the time before when uh, you were like, all right, Theodora, that's enough broccoli chips. <laughs> <laughs> she is a healthy little kid. That is true. Enough you broccoli You know what, kiddo? You've, You've had, had enough, enough iron and healthy vegetables today. Yeah, I want my broccoli chips. No, that's enough. You're going to eat a cookie. You are going to eat a cookie. Are they salted? Yeah, there's really That's well well seasoned and dehydrated broccoli. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good. The salt is what you're getting the flavor because if you if it had no salt, well, it's crunchy though too. They're crunchy. So they've got texture. Something to be said for the texture. natural broccoli flavor. Let's be honest, as adults, broccoli is gross unless you put butter on it and then you're just tasting fat. So you can take broccoli and you anything put without any sugar. seasoning it is not amazing except for fruit. I like mushrooms with a super <laughs> fresh mushroom. And no salt or sugar or anything on it is really good. See, I think you're wrong because if you saute mushrooms, it's so good. That's true, but a good, fre- a a real fresh, real fresh, not yeah. like slimy in the fridge for a yeah. month. A real fresh mushroom is great. <laughs> I like them. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, tomato okay. with salt is really good. And hold uh, on, you were on the no salt. You were on the no salt team. Salt. No, I'm, I'm saying that's why she likes the broccoli chips is because they've got salt on them. Mm, yeah, fair. And if well, you had like it worked. sugar broccoli chips, it would be like, yeah. And then if you had fat broccoli chips, even just being the fat from um, butter, you know, you go, yeah, on yeah. that as well. Deep fried maple broccoli those chips. Are three, oh, acid. If you had acid, acidic, because uh, those are the four main mm. tongue sensory areas. Caramelized vinegar broccoli chips. Yeah. Ooh, dang. Whoa. That is the new uh, Pringles flavor. We're voting for it, and it's gonna it's gonna make some serious waves in our culture. Yeah, I think that's wow. Yeah, because if you take some sugar and some acid, um, and then you take something savory and you combine them, you immediately get something good. Yeah. Which is why you can take Gordon Ramsay. You listening? Yeah, that's right, bruh. That's why you can take salt and... We're not even high. Salt and chocolate and meat, and it's good. <laughs> we salt and chocolate and meat. We don't get high, when unless do you mix... I checked. No, we don't. Um, when... Wah, wah. <laughs> um, when uh, does chocolate mix with meat? It, well, if the rule holds true, you don't know if you haven't tried it. Some bacon and chocolate I could... Oh, there's but, yeah. voodoo... Uh, uh, donuts, donuts yeah. has the bacon on top of the on top of maple because maple and meat oh, go yeah there you go terrifically together chocolate, chocolate and meat I'm not so sure I think if they had the you know how you can get a maple bar that has the chocolate coating on top the icing chocolate yeah. icing yeah you put the bacon on there you're gonna be fine with that yeah you're not gonna be like fine. I didn't want the chocolate right I wanted just the maple yeah that's true and you're from Britain and yeah. you wanted to go to Voodoo Donuts and wait in line for six yeah. hours yeah that's true. Good for them. Yeah. Having a little niche business that yeah. blew up in popularity. You said niche. That's now. so good. 
now overrated. You said niche, which is its own, um, like lychee. It's you ever had lychee fruit? No, it's halfway between niche and niche. Niche. You're kind of the trying right to, way to go. You're toe in the line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, it's been wonderful. Do you have any other final thoughts on that? I think we're running out of steam here. I think we need a new topic. Mm, yeah. Okay. Hey, have a great night. Joy Tank. We love we you. hope that this uh, helps you pursue what you enjoy and brings betterment to your life. Oh, wow. That was really, wow. Right? That felt really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Did or not? I was just like tired. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> Go to bed. I love you, kiddo. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs>